Captain Max and the misfit crew of the Starcutter cruise the galaxy in search of their next payday. This is Captain Max, Episode 5, The Golden Bunnies. The Starcutter blasted through space. Captain Max and her crew monitored their computer screens as they got closer to Wembley's spectacular exotic creature circus. Wembley's Circus was one of many traveling creature shows that slowly roamed through space. They toured the stars, inviting customers with games and shows and especially the strangest, most dangerous, most exotic animals in the entire universe. Wembley's featured the gigantic multi-mouth, a creature covered in blue fur with three mouths and thousands of teeth. They had the bright-eyed wonder bird, a small bird with long, delicate wings and eyes that light up so bright in many different colors. And Wembley's even had the rare vampire landfish. It was like a fish with chicken legs that crept around land at night. It didn't suck blood like a vampire, but it only ate red fruits and vegetables. And it was a messy eater, so it always had red fruit and vegetable juice all over itself. Many, many other strange creatures lived aboard this space station circus. People came from all around and paid to view all the fascinating creatures, and Wembley paid top dollar for the wildest and rarest creatures. I can't believe we found these golden bunnies, said Captain Max, one of the rarest creatures in the universe. What luck! Really amazing, Captain, agreed Ted. I've never seen a more amazing animal. Golden bunnies were so rare that many people thought they were just a myth and didn't even exist. Instead of regular bunny fur, these bunnies featured bright, shiny, long, golden hair. Their hair was sometimes up to 20 feet long. The most amazing thing about golden bunnies was that they could move their hair and control it, just like humans can move and control their arms. The golden bunnies used their long, flowing hair to pull leafy greens from the ground to eat. They used their hair to climb trees. They even lashed their hair out at predators for protection. And if a golden bunny liked you, it would wrap you up in its silky, soft hair like a hug. I mean, we weren't even looking for the thing, continued Captain Max. We just happened to be at the right place at the right time. It's probably karma, you know the universe's way of paying us back for all the good things we've done. Number one, Ted and Captain Max all watched the view screen together on the bridge. A camera in the cargo hold showed the bunnies hopping gently in a small pen that number one had made from old wooden crates. They're so cute, said Ted. They're so cute, said Max. They are so cute, said number one in his robot voice. Soon, the Starcutter reached the massive space station that was Wembley's spectacular exotic creature circus. The space station was like a giant city made into a spaceship. It was so big, it couldn't ever land on a planet. It was intended to forever float the stars like its own little planet. The space station was covered in bright, multicolored flashing lights. Smaller ships came and went landing and taking off from little docks located all over the station. Max and her crew parked their ship at an open dock. Ted, open up a call to the creature-buying department here at Wembley's. I want to let them know what we've got before heading inside, ordered Max. Ted tapped his computer screen 
and a second later, an image appeared on the bridge's view screen, replacing the image of the golden bunnies hopping around. On the view screen was a young woman with a black ponytail and a big smile. She tapped on a computer pad she was holding, and then looked up into her video camera. Hello, and welcome to Wembley's. I'm Alice, purchasing agent in charge of unique creatures. How can I help you today? She asked. Her voice sounded rehearsed, as if she had repeated this phrase a hundred times a day. I've got four golden bunnies for sale. What's your offer? Max yelled, getting right down to business. Alice, the purchasing agent, paused, caught off guard at the mention of golden bunnies. Golden bunnies, you say? Well, given that those creatures are some of the rarest in the universe, I would certainly appreciate a photo or video to confirm their authenticity to get things started. Ted, send Alice here a feed link for those bunnies in the cargo bay, said Max. On it, said Ted. The crew watched as Alice looked down at the computer pad in her hand. Ted sent a video of the golden bunnies directly to her computer pad and she watched them closely for a few minutes. She pinched and manipulated the screen repeatedly to zoom in and explore the video. Then Alice looked back up at her video screen to reply to Max. Well, miss? Captain! Captain Max of the Star Cutter! replied Max. Yes, Captain Max, what an impressive selection you've brought to Wembley's today, said Alice. We have never seen a golden bunny and would be very interested in purchasing it from you for our collection. I'll be to your dock shortly and we can discuss this further. Then the screen went blank. Did you see her eyes get wide when she saw the bunnies on her view screen? said Max. We're in for a huge payday. I can feel it. You know, about that, Captain, are we sure that this is the best idea? asked Ted. I mean... If these animals are so rare, then shouldn't we make sure they're cared for and all that? It feels a little bit wrong selling them to a circus, you know? No, I don't know, but I do know that I'm a space merchant. I know that I buy things and then I sell them for more than I bought them for, answered Max. At first, Max was appalled that anyone would think to get in between her and a surefire payday. But then she saw the look on Ted's face. Ted was an animal lover and he was genuinely concerned about the safety of the golden bunnies. Max changed her tone to help relate to Ted. All right, Ted, listen, I know I can be loud, and I can come off as brash and tough, but really, I would never want to hurt those bunnies, began Max. I've never been to Wembley's, but I know the other space circuses out there are immaculate. They take the best care of their animals because they're invested in them. They spend millions of credits on these creatures, so you better believe they're going to do their best to take care of them. Got it? Yeah, I guess you're right, answered Ted. Max and her crew didn't need to wait long for Alice, the purchasing agent, to get to their ship. The loading ramp lowered from the bottom of the star cutter, and Max and her crew walked out to see a red carpet leading from their ship and into the circus. Robot guards lined the red carpet, standing perfectly still. At the end of the red carpet stood Alice, holding her computer pad and smiling wide. Wow, whispered Ted. They rolled out the red carpet. They must really want those golden bunnies. Max winked at Ted, and they met Alice at the end of the red carpet. Welcome to Wembley's. Please follow me for our most exclusive tour, said Alice. Alice led Max. Number one and Ted, on a full 
tour of the circus. They saw almost everything. They saw the tiny, long-necked, spinning dolphins suspended in an orb of floating water. They saw floating eyeball creatures, most often found in the most dangerous dungeons in the galaxy. They saw giant, mirrored scorpions. They saw all the best exhibits, and there were still hundreds more to see after an hour of touring the circus. And they were treated like kings and offered the most amazing food and drink. Wembley's circus was obviously trying to impress them in order to buy the golden bunnies from them. Finally, at the end of the tour, they reached a set of massive doors. The doors were taller than Max's spaceship. And now we're at Miss Wembley's office. She's very interested in meeting you, Captain Max, said Alice. The huge doors opened slowly, revealing a giant room with a desk and some chairs. There was a huge fireplace and a table and some other furniture. From behind the desk, a tall woman stood up and began walking over to greet them. She was very elegant and proper, and was dressed in the finest clothes. Max Crashwell, such a pleasure to meet you and your crew, said the woman. I am Harriet Malone Wembley, owner and operator of Wembley's spectacular exotic creature circus. I hope you enjoyed the tour. Yeah, it was great, said Max. You've got quite the collection of creatures here, Harriet. Yes, thank you, said Harriet. A golden bunny exhibit would certainly make our collection complete. I'm sure it would, Harriet, said Max. Listen, I don't want to waste your time here. I've got four golden bunnies and I'm looking to get a million credits. What do you say? Harriet was caught off guard with Max's offer. She was more used to proper negotiation and things taking a bit more time. But she was here to make a deal, and a small part of her appreciated Max's forward approach. One million credits? repeated Harriet thoughtfully. Not an unreasonable offer, I suppose. In the spirit of moving things along, I will meet with my council and discuss this offer. Feel free to return to your ship, and I will be along shortly to finalize our negotiations. Sounds good, Harriet. See you soon. Captain Max, Ted, and Number One returned to their ship. Lala had been watching the golden bunnies in the cargo hold, feeding them the finest greens and giving them cuddles. A million credits, said Ted in disbelief. That's so much money, I, I can barely believe it. Do you think she'll pay it? She will if she wants those bunnies, Ted, said Max. Captain, may I direct your attention to the view screen to share some important photographs I took while touring the circus, said Number One. Number one had been taking pictures during the entire tour of the circus. His robot body featured multiple cameras, in his fingers and even in his robot eyes. He projected the images upon the view screen in the bridge of the ship and began scrolling through them slowly so that Ted and Max could get a good look. The first picture showed the giant long-necked spinning dolphins up close. Zoomed in so much it was clear that their tank had not been cleaned in some time. A brown, gunky sediment was building up at the bottom of the tank. The next picture showed the floating eyeballs up close, and it was clear that their habitat was merely a projection. It wasn't a real dungeon at all, and everyone knows that the floating eyeball creatures only thrive and live well in wet, awful dungeons. The third image was a video, and it showed the mirrored scorpions. 
Upon closer inspection, the scorpions did not move. Not one inch. Not a millimeter. Suggesting that perhaps the scorpions were statues, or worse, were just no longer living. And that wasn't all. Picture after picture were examples of how the conditions of Wembley's circus were not good for the animals. And some conditions were downright unsafe and dangerous for the animals. As Captain Max watched the slideshow, she felt embarrassed and angry. She was so excited at such a big payday that she failed to see the details. If not for number one's pictures, she surely would have sold the golden bunnies to Harriet Wembley and those poor bunnies would have had to live in deplorable, unsafe conditions. That's awful, yelled Ted. Unbelievable! Uh, They can't do this to all those poor animals! They can't... uh." Ted was angry, and Ted was rarely angry. But it was very difficult for such a lover of animals to see these awful conditions for such amazing creatures. Well, that settles it, said Max. She spoke into her comm unit. Lala, prep the ship for departure. You got it, baby, replied Lala over the comms. Captain, it looks like Harriet and some others are waiting outside the ship now. It's her and Alice and some robot guards, said Ted, looking at his view screen. Send them in, said Max. As soon as Harriet stepped onto the bridge, Max called out, The golden bunnies are not for sale. Negotiations are over. We're leaving. Harriet assumed that Max had received a better offer from a different circus. I see, Captain. In an effort to save you time, I would like to make a counteroffer. Two million credits. I doubt you'll find a better offer anywhere in space, she said. Max paused for a moment. Two million credits. That was so much. More than she had ever made. Number one, said Max. Put the slideshow up on the view screen. Number one did so, and the same images began to flash in front of everyone on the large screen. Harriet quickly understood the purpose of these images. The smile faded from her face and her teeth clenched. She breathed hard through her nose. I see, she said. You clearly have no idea how difficult it is to maintain a circus floating through space. Now I will not be this close to such a prize only to be denied it. My final offer is three million credits. Think hard, Captain Max. Think about what you can do with three million credits. Harriet's voice had grown hard. No longer the soft, calming presence from before. They're no longer for sale, not to you anyway, and not for any price, said Max. Perhaps you should use those three million credits to upgrade your facilities and treat your animals better. Have it your way, Max, said Harriet. Guards, hold the captain here. Alice, you come with me to get these bunnies. Instantly. Harriet's robot guards revealed previously hidden laser blasters and pointed them at Ted, Number One, and Captain Max. They didn't move. The guards had Max, Ted, and Number One trapped there on the bridge. Harriet and Alice began walking to the cargo bay. Captain Max whispered into her communication device, Lala, incoming! Lala was rarely on the bridge. She was a master mechanic and she preferred to be near the ship's engines and inner workings. She usually had her comms on, which meant she could hear everything spoken on the bridge. So 
She knew what was going on even before Captain Max whispered to her. Lala used the shortcuts inside the ship to reach the cargo bay quickly. She hid among the large crates and boxes near the golden bunny pen. From her hiding place, she saw Harriet and Alice enter the cargo bay. The two hustled to the center of the large room where the beautiful golden bunnies hopped around inside a small wooden fence. They're beautiful, gasped Harriet. Even more beautiful than I imagined. Harriet and Alice were practically stunned at the sight of the bunnies. Their thick, golden hair spread out on the floor all around them. The hair moved and flowed like the legs of an octopus. Harriet knelt down and reached her hand out over the short wooden fence to pet the nearest bunny. The bunny sensed her presence, and its hair floated up and met her hand. The soft golden strands of hair swirled and wrapped around Harriet's hand as if to say, Nice to meet you. Harriet closed her eyes and wondered if she had ever felt anything so soft in her entire life. Harriet was astounded at the softness of these bunnies, and she knew she must have them for the circus. People would come from all over the galaxy to see the bunnies. They'd pay higher admissions to see them. They'd pay a small fortune just to pet them. Harriet would be rich and famous, and her creature collection would make the Wembley Circus better than all the rest. Harriet clenched her fist around the golden hair of the bunny and reached down with the other hand, lifting the bunny up. Alice, open your bag quickly. Harriet said. Alice, standing next to her, opened up a large bag. Harriet held the bunny over the bag, ready to drop it in. She would then move on to the other bunnies, placing them all in the bag, and she would run back into the circus space station and the bunnies would be hers forever. But Lala watched all this from her hiding spot among some nearby crates. As Harriet was about to place the bunny in the sack Alice was holding, Lala sprung from her hiding place and tackled Alice, knocking her to the ground. Harriet dropped the golden bunny she was holding and it flopped harmlessly to the ground. There was a scuffle then as Harriet and Alice both tried to wrestle Lala. But Lala was stronger than both of them. They tackled each other and smashed into the small wooden fence, breaking it to pieces. The bunnies hopped about freely, seeming not to care much about the fight going on right in front of them. Meanwhile, Captain Max, Ted, and Number One were still being held on the bridge by Harriet's goons pointing weapons at them. There wasn't much they could do except wait and hope that Lala could take care of it. And Lala was doing her best, but it was barely enough. Alice and Harriet were fighting back tenaciously. They thought of the riches they would see if they could only steal these golden bunnies from Max and her crew. Lala struggled against the two thieves as they tried their best to pin her to the ground. Lala was on her back now, and she noticed Harriet pull some rope from her bag while Alice struggled to hold her down. They're going to try and tie me up, Lala thought to herself. But before Harriet could get the rope untangled, it shot from her hand and landed across the room. Then Harriet was lifted off the ground. It wasn't exactly clear how or why, but Harriet was certainly not expecting it. She was shocked at being lifted up in the air. And then Lala noticed the long, thin, golden strips of color wrapped around Harriet's body. It was the golden bunnies. They were helping Lala. Just as Lala realized this, Alice was pulled away as well and was quickly wrapped up in a cocoon of golden bunny hair with only her head exposed. What is going on? yelled Harriet. Did you train these bunnies to fight for you? Nope, 
said Lala, standing up now. I guess they're just very good judges of character, and they know a bad guy when they see one, baby. The hair floated up from each little bunny, wrapping the villains tightly. Lala stood next to Harriet as she floated in the air, wrapped tightly in golden bunny hair. I'm gonna need you to call off those guards of yours, baby, Lala said to Harriet. Otherwise, these little bunnies are probably going to start putting on the squeeze. Then Lala knelt down to the bunny, and in her cute animal-talking voice, she said, How about that little bunny, baby? You think you can tighten your grip on these awful bad guys here? Give them a good squeeze. And somehow the bunnies understood her. The golden hair wrapped tighter, and Harriet grunted in discomfort. All right, all right, fine, said Harriet. Get my communicator from my pocket. Lala reached through the tangle of hair and pulled the electronic communicator from Harriet's pocket. She held it up to her mouth and Harriet gave instructions to her robotic minions. Guards, return to the space station now. Suddenly on the bridge, the robot guards pointing laser blasters at Max and the others simply lowered their weapons and marched off the bridge out the loading ramp and back into the huge space station circus. Well, looks like Lala did it, said Max. Not sure what she did, but it looks like she got us out of this jam. Come on, let's go find her. Max, number one, and Ted ran through the star cutter to the cargo bay and found Lala. More surprising, they found the bunnies with a tight grip on Harriet and Alice using their golden hair. Amazing, exclaimed Ted. Oh, these bunnies are amazing. And I'm pretty sure they can understand what we say, added Lala. Pretty amazing little fur babies. Fantastic, yelled Max. Hey, fur babies, any chance you can toss these two stinkers out the docking ramp? Lala, fire up those engines. I want us out of here right away. Lala nodded and gladly retired to the engine room where she was most comfortable. And the amazing little bunnies hopped gently to the docking ramp, which led down to the landing pad. Max was with the bunnies to make sure Harriet and Alice were tossed from the ship before they left. I really hope you two do the right thing and treat your animals better, said Max. The bunnies then lowered Harriet and Alice down to the loading ramp. They spun their hair, and Harriet and Alice twirled right out of their grip, and the two villains rolled down the ramp. Max and the bunnies returned to the ship's bridge, and before Harriet and Alice could even stand up, the star cutter was blasting off through the stars. Max sat in her captain's chair with one of the golden bunnies in her lap. Captain, began Ted, I have to ask, if you're allowing golden bunnies on the bridge now, maybe you could reconsider your no-cats-on-the-bridge rule? Maybe, Ted, said Max. Maybe. The end.